Here's a message from Ken Lavica. To be a college football coach or to be an NFL coach? That's the question. And that's a terrible Shakespeare ripoff. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. So Mike Tomlin's a vehement no to the idea of going to college football, but maybe there's some benefit, Mike. Maybe that is a good option for you. What is a better gig, college football or NFL? There's value to both, but I know where I would be headed if I was Mike Tomlin. Ken Levick alive. It is a Wednesday edition here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app all over your smart speaker as well. Coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, legendary Phillips Point Towers right off of the sunny and hot intracoastal. Don't worry, though, basic white ladies. Next week, supposed to get into the 60s, break out the furry boots. You know what that means. It's pumpkin spice time. Captain competent Joe Rigotti making sure things run smooth as always until one o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. Mike Tomlin triggered. Mike Tomlin already is someone just based on his demeanor. He's got the big angry eyes. He has the imposing style of speech. Uh, He looks like at any moment he could come after you and physically handle you. He's an imposing human being. Uh, he, He is preachy and he is informative, and he also, though, doesn't mince words. And when he says things, they come out strongly. Yesterday, amidst rumors that potentially Mike Tomlin would be considering going to USC, heading to college football, maybe there'd be interest in LSU. Both those names have come up in connection with Mike Tomlin. He was asked at his weekly Tuesday availability about his interest. In coaching. Mike, at any point in your coaching career, did you ever have an interest or express an interest in being a head coach in the college game? And do you have any idea how that may or may not have led to folks like Ryan and Doug Whaley and Carson Palmer connecting you to some college jobs? Hey, guys, I don't have time for that speculation. Uh-oh. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? And then he stormed off, and then I peed my pants. That is Mike Tomlin. Uh, that That is as uh, hardcore a no uh, a denial is you're going to find. It wasn't the, oh, I, I'm here in Pittsburgh and I love this job. I'm a, I'm a, a Steelers coach right now, leaving the door open. It was, uh, you never say never, but never. That's about as emphatic as it gets from Mike Tomlin. But I was thinking about it a little bit yesterday uh, after I heard that. And uh, Mike Tomlin is a unique case because this is a guy who I think, I don't think there's any doubt unless I'm missing something, he's headed to Canton. He is a pro football Hall of Famer. He's got 
the two Super Bowl championships. He's one of the longest tenured coaches in NFL history, and that just is par for the course with a Steelers coach. Uh, They just run themselves differently than everybody else with the Rooney family. But Mike Tomlin no longer has anything to prove. I don't understand what the point would be for him going to USC that's been troubled since Pete Carroll left or going to LSU to be part of a culture rebuild. For Mike Tomlin, that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But there are some benefits to being a college football coach. Most of all, it comes to job security and it comes to money. I'm going to give you a couple of dollar amounts here when it comes to the highest paid NFL coaches and the highest paid college coaches. Bill Belichick is the top paid NFL coach at $12.5 million per year. Then it's Pete Carroll at $11 million. Uh, Sean Payton, $9.8 million. John Harbaugh, $9 million per year. And then Mike Tomlin comes in at $8 million per. So he's the fifth highest paid coach in the NFL. Nick Saban, $9.7 million a year at Alabama. But listen to this buyout. $38 million. So if something happened and Alabama had to cut ties with Saban, that's $38 million. I don't even know what the equivalent would be of what you could purchase with $38 million because the thought of $38 million has never actually lived in my head. Ed Orgeron, he's getting the $17 million buyout for LSU for going and dating a bunch of women and forgetting about the football team for the last year and a half. That's a pretty damn good deal, right? David Shaw, Stanford, $8.9 million. He makes more money per year than Mike Tomlin does. Dabo Swinney, $8.3 million per season. Count him, $47 million buyout as we sit here in October of 2021. And then there's Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, $7.6 million per year with a $25 million buyout. So the NFL, it's the top of the profession. You made it. That is the pinnacle. However, college football is a better fit for some because you know what? You're going to bank. And if you can succeed in college football, depending where you're at, you'll make exceedingly more than you do in the NFL with less of the quote-unquote professional pressure. What's a better gig, NFL coach or college football coach? For me, Ken Lavica and a lot of you have heard me talk about my affinity for what I'm about to discuss. I like the thought of money. Like, success is great. It's good. Hey, Ken, good show. Pat on the back. Pat on the butt. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks. Made me feel good. But you know what I prefer more than a handshake and a pat on the back is, hey, Ken, here's a couple thousand dollars. Good show. Now, what's your direct deposit? That's what I like. I would be a college football coach 10 times over. This even considering the fact that I actually deep down don't like people. And the thought of going to talk with high schoolers and their parents in their living room makes me sweat and physically ill. I don't even like sometimes talking to my own kids and they're five and three. I can't even imagine talking to high schoolers and their parents and like most college football coaches, just lying to them about, hey, I'm, uh, I'll be his, his college football father. I'll guide him. I get, college football coaches say that all the time. There's 120 of these kids. I'm not keeping track of all of them. But you know what? I like that buyout money. 
And I like the thought of it being there just in case things went south. I think being a college football coach is a better gig. What is a better gig? NFL coach, where you're top of the profession, or college football coach, where you could just rake in money and leave a legacy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can hit us up on social media, as always. On Twitter, the best way, at ESPN West Palm. A better gig, NFL coach or college football coach. Now, college football, I think, is more work year-round. You get an off-season as an NFL coach. All right, you get your mini camps. You've got your beginning of training camp. But the recruiting aspect is what makes college football different. I would like to make as much money as I can without having to put in the most effort I have to. Hey, that's the American way, right? But the benefit of the money, the overall sum of the money in college football, that's what's so attractive to it. And in the NFL, you can't hide. If you can't coach, you're going to get exposed super quickly. In college football, there have been plenty of college football coaches at big programs who have gotten jobs masking how poor they are X's and O's because they can flat out bring in four- and five-star recruits. You can hide your lack of ability as a football coach by bringing in the 4 3 40 out of uh, Hallandale. So college football, there's a little more wiggle room. And there's the prospect for a lot more money if you can get things rolling. I think college football, coaching college football is a better gig than being an NFL head coach. And there's more job security because of the massive amounts of money that are thrown out there with college football. It takes a lot at these big schools to have them want to dig into that buyout. Like, look at Auburn right now. Look at Brian Harson. Auburn says, hey, December 8th, you need to be vaccinated. Brian Harson refuses to discuss whether or not he's vaccinated. You know what that means? He's not vaccinated. Okay, right, let's just fill in the blanks, right? He's not vaccinated. And guess what's going to happen? Auburn's going to have to think damn hard about it if they want to actually get rid of Brian Harson the highest paid guy on that campus, one of the highest paid guys in that state behind, oh yeah, the other Division I college football coach in that state because of all the money that he'd be set to make. Like, that's, that's the life of college football because he could argue that he's being fired without cause, which would mean that he would get that money. In the NFL, if you're bad, they can ditch you after one year. They can ditch you after two years. You don't get the three-year rule that college football coaches can say, oh, I need three years to build my recruiting base. I need to go get my transfers, create culture. In the NFL, you don't get that leeway. Maybe a year or two. Maybe, depending on who the owner of the team is. It's the better gig. NFL coach or college football coach? Mike Tomlin looks like he's saying NFL. Me, I say college football coach. Put that money in my checking account. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to West Palm. That's where we find Patrick. Patrick, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Pat? Not much, man. I just got on my lunch, but without a doubt, college football coach is the best gig. Like, like you said, the money, but not only that, 
imagine being able to coach every year and not having to deal with these egotistical dudes that are coming in, asking for more money before their contract's over, saying they're going to refuse to play, threatening to tank your team yeah. when, you're, when you have a playoff contender, all because they want to they wanna dispute their contract negotiations and they haven't even finished out their contract. You know, they're, they're on a five-year contract and they want to renegotiate at year three. Man, something sounds like Patrick's a Dolphin. It sounds like Patrick's a Dolphins fan who has a bone to pick with Xavier Howard. <laughs> Am I right, Patrick? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm from West Coast. I'm a Niners fan. But, you know, I just imagine, imagine being a college coach and then, like, I just could never, I could never deal with players that are like that. Yeah. If I had to manage players that are coming and banging on my door Sure. Say, hey, I want more money. And and, and no, Patrick, that's a good point. Contract, and, and let me tell you just firsthand, and appreciate the call, let me tell you firsthand. So I worked for three years alongside Lane Kiffin at FAU. Lane Kiffin at FAU, college football coach Lane Kiffin, it is, it is so... Uh, it's so obvious how much more comfortable he is around younger people compared to veterans. And he told the story to me off air in a, and he he was really adamant about it. Like there were uncomfortable moments with the Raiders. Warren Sapp was on that Raiders team. What was youngest coach in the NFL, Lane Kiffin, with a veteran defensive lineman, future Hall of Famer who was older than him? What was Lane Kiffin going to say? to Warren Sapp with the Raiders. He would tell the story how Warren Sapp would, and they're friends, but Warren Sapp would walk up to him and say, Lane, I'm not practicing today. And Lane would say, okay. Like, what's he going to say? It's an impossible situation to be in. And then you caught up in the ancillary. How do you think Brian Flores feels right now? There's a situation vastly out of his control because his GM and his owner have their eyes on Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores as the head coach is the only one who is actually speaking publicly about it. And we'll get to that in a moment here because that whole thing is ugly and annoying and overwhelming and I'm really, really tired of it. But Lane Kiffin is better off as a college coach. Nick Saban, he couldn't handle the NFL. The great Nick Saban, the NFL wasn't a fit for him. He found refuge back in college where he had seen previous success. But then there's the curious tale of Cliff Kingsbury. Hotshot offensive coordinator. I thought he was a sure thing going to Texas Tech with that offense in that conference. And he flamed out. He never won more than eight games in a season at Texas Tech. I couldn't believe when he was being discussed as an NFL head coach, based off of what? And now he's got the best team in the NFL, with arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Like, how is Cliff Kingsbury translated to a good NFL coach when he was mediocre at best as a college coach? I just don't understand it. The one downside to college football coaching is the recruiting. Like, I, I am not a social person, to go into someone's living room and to try and like sell them and negotiate with them and say, hey, your kid comes here and this is going to... like I would absolutely... I'd be the coach that's handing over sacks of cash. Like, I'd be giving benefits left and right. Like I, I need the easiest way possible. But the money, boy, is that worth it. If you can get away with all those things, and make no mistake, there's plenty of coaches who are getting away with those things as well. 
But man, the money is totally worth it. And there are some coaches who are good college coaches because they have that authoritarian, I'm a a, a role model, I am an elder figure type of approach. Whereas in the NFL, that doesn't fly. Captain Competent, his coach is Joe Judge with the Giants. How's that going right now? How's the disciplinarian approach going with the Giants? Not great. One of the highest penalized teams in the NFL. And they're led by the disciplinarian himself who's on the hot seat. It's just bizarre. But it's so, it, it is such an odd dichotomy. You've got the, the top of the profession, the NFL. You've made it. You can go no higher. Yet, the more lucrative job is the college football coach with arguably the better job security. What's a better gig, NFL coach or college football coach? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. We'll get to social media in just a moment. But Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program Twenty. Two years. That's 22 years of doing it, Dr. Jim Reardon. He's the man in charge. And this is really your blueprint to get into the sports industry. This is the guidebook. This is the red carpet. It's such a vast industry. You can't just say, I want to get into sports. It it doesn't quite work like that. Take it from me. Like just getting into sports isn't going to hack it. You need a direction, especially the way the business goes in 2021. And this will help you streamline the process and figure out what you want to do, what avenue of sports you want to be able to dabble in and to be a part of. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. They've sent students to the ACC. They've sent students to several FBS universities in this country. They are making dreams come true. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Let's go to David in Jupiter. David, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, David. Hey, yes, I think the better job, in my opinion, would be a college football coach. College football consistently rewards mediocrity. If you're Mm -hmm. at a team that, even if they're an SEC team, maybe they've never won a championship, but you perform well, 10 win seasons, good bowl games, you can be the coach for a long time. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Brian Kelly, in my opinion, is not the greatest of coaches, but somehow he's kept Notre Dame relevant long enough, made the playoffs a yeah. couple of times, won a couple of, you know, New Year's Bowl games, and, you know, now he's passing Newt Rockney as the most win. Like, no NFL coach without winning a championship or a conference championship would be able to be coach as long as Brian Kelly has accomplishing what Brian Kelly has, which is essentially, in the end, no championship. Yeah, that is an excellent, excellent, excellent point. Because think about it. You can go to Vanderbilt. And if you string together back-to-back six or seven-win seasons, you know what you can do? Get the Penn State job, like James Franklin did. Like you can, if you can go to a, and that's what makes Cliff Kingsbury so ridiculous. Is he went to Texas Tech, where you would think, like, oh yeah, he had three straight seven-win seasons. All right, yeah, Cardinals can go get him, but he didn't do that, and this Cardinals still went 
and got him as their NFL coach. But say you go to Kansas and you end up winning back-to-back six-win seasons, getting bowl eligible. You know who's going to be calling for you? USC. Who's going to be calling for you? LSU. That's a great point. Because there are bottom feeders. In the NFL, they want parity. In college, they could not care less. Because of the college football playoff, because of the money, and because they want legacy teams, they're fine with Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State every single year. And then insert fourth team here as long as they're in the Power Five. You go to some place that has no history and you win there, you become the highest paid coach in college. That is a great, great point. Because, hell, in the NFL, you could make the playoffs three, four straight years. You never get out of the wild card round. You're done. You're out. Because there's been no result from a trophy standpoint. Better gig. NFL coach, college football coach. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We check out your tweets when we come back. Also, Deshaun Watson. How are we feeling mentally about the nonstop stream of rumors involving him and the Dolphins and really everybody else? He's Captain Competent Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, this whole thing has me completely overwhelmed. Like, it's never going to end. This this is just legitimately never going to end. And every day I wake up and I see more tweets and I just bang my face into the wall. Uh, enough already. Ken Levick alive here on a Wednesday on ESPN 106.3. Get to your uh, tweets about better gig, NFL coach or college football coach in just a moment. But I want to tell you about EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. You know how when uh, your favorite NFL team goes to training camp and they have physicals because some of these guys haven't been lifting or doing any conditioning uh, all summer long and they're trying to get in shape on the fly and they start failing physicals? Well, if you're a snowbird, if you went north and now you're coming back down here, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast for the winter and you turn on your air conditioning unit and it doesn't turn on that's exactly what's happening at these nfl training camps you need to condition your ac you flat out may need to replace your ac when that thing doesn't run for three four months you can't just expect that it's going to work at 100 percent capacity you need eds air conditioning eds is yes they're family owned and operated they've been doing it since 2006 and they are trying to work around your schedule. You get down here, the last thing you want to do is be held captive for a day or two until your AC company can come out and service your air conditioning unit. That doesn't happen with EDS Air Conditioning. They are doing their best to make their appointment schedules work around your schedule. That's rare these days. EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is yes. They're a trained comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They're using the best equipment. They are highly skilled, highly trained, and they are who you want to go to with your AC needs. Your plumbing matters as well. They'll handle that. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Go to edsairconditioning.com. edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning. Uh, let's quickly go to Twitter. What's the better NFL, uh, the better gig, NFL coach or college football coach? Jan Dodston uh, tweets, college football coach on the verge of a buyout. What other job can you get paid barrels of money to not work that's true that type of money there is no other job may i propose to you however backup quarterback that is the second best job 
in professional sports. If you can hold a clipboard, you can make a check. That's my kind of deal. Jensen Jennings tweets at ESPN West Palm, NFL coach, there's no recruiting year-round, and you can spend more time actually coaching. You also don't have to deal with boosters, board of trustees, and the NCAA. Now, the NCAA, that's where I'd get into trouble. I can tell you right now, I'd love the money, and I would probably be breaking text violations and visitation violations, and that would be a problem. So that's where you need to find a school that's sketchy, just like you. So if you think you're getting into college football coaching, trust me when I tell you, you'll know right away in the interview process if that school is sketchy, just like you. Just a friendly PSA. From your college football friend, Ken Lavica. That's why I stick to broadcasting FAU games and am never considered to be on the coaching staff. They'll be on probation immediately. Markley E. tweets, The NFL would be better, especially when the only person that can really fire you is the owner or the president. I think in most major programs, boosters have more power than the school president and the AD combined. Yeah, that's fair. Except you have the buyout. You always have the buyout in your back pocket. And that is absolutely significant. A better gig, NFL coach or a college football coach? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I do have a lot of respect. And again, I think college football coach is the way I would go. Again, because the money, the money talks. The buyout money rules. And so I'd be all over that. But I have a lot of respect for the coaches who enjoy going into living rooms and selling kids on their program and selling parents on their program. I just could, I, I could not do that part. I would probably hire the best recruiter money could buy and lean on him, and then I'd just come in and close the deal. I'd come in in my helicopter or my PJ, my private jet. I'd be at a big-time FBS school, okay? And I would get that deal done, and I would get the five-star to campus. That's the role I want to play in recruiting. Like Saban. Saban doesn't have to do a single thing to recruit to that program. Sends out his minions. They say, hey, we're Alabama and we're here. The kid's immediately interested. And if Saban wants the kid, he comes in on his private jet, shakes his hand, and the kid comes to Tuscaloosa. That is nice and clean. That's the way I want to recruit. Uh, I am so, so, so tired of Deshaun Watson, of the constant rumors of the Dolphins and how they've handled this thing. Last night, Houston Chronicle, John McClain, reporting that compensation has been agreed on between the Dolphins and the Texans for Deshaun Watson. There are two elements unresolved, though. The Dolphins want the legal issues resolved. (laughs) Good luck! And Stephen Ross wants suspension clarity from Roger Goodell. (laughs) Good luck! So here we are. You're in the midst of a six-game losing streak. You have constant rumors daily that are having to be spoken on. And at this point, with Stephen Ross refusing to actually comment on anything, with anybody other than Brian Flores refusing to comment on anything, you've tanked the season. The season's over. The Dolphins have put up a white flag. That's it. You cannot function like this. And it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. I want to give you a tale of two owners in the NFL, okay? Let's start with this tweet yesterday from Ian Rappaport because the NFL owners meetings are happening right now 
in New York City. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross laughed when he saw reporters waiting for him at the league meetings. Quote, I know what it's about and I'm not dealing with it. And that was it. That is the only public statement from Stephen Ross on anything. Then there's David Tepper, who's the owner of the Carolina Panthers, who made sure that his people leaked today to Ian Rappaport that there's no interest at this time from the Panthers with Deshaun Watson. There's a major difference there. Because the Panthers know that if they start having Deshaun Watson rumors swirling around with a struggling starting quarterback, that's going to torpedo the season. The Dolphins apparently are just fine with that. One is competent, David Tepper. The other is clueless or getting bad advice, Stephen Ross. And that right there shows you the difference between two organizations. One that is improving in the Panthers and one that is constantly mediocre to poor in the Dolphins. Deshaun Watson every day, 24-7. It never ends. Brian Flores again today. Tua is our quarterback. That's fine. Brian Flores can say that all he wants, but you know what that actually ultimately is? That's a tepid response. Because there's no, we drafted Tua and we believe in Tua to be our future leader. No. It's not Tua is someone that we believe in moving forward. Nope. Tua is our quarterback. Yeah, you're right. At 12.34 Eastern time on Wednesday, he's your quarterback. That's not an endorsement of Tua. That's a coach who's inundated with rumors, who's been fed to the wolves, who knows that his GM and owner are actively pursuing someone with 22 sexual assault allegations, and that's all he has to say about it. Well, he has a starting quarterback who over the last two weeks has been a top-five producer in the NFL because of situations largely out of his control, hasn't been able to pick up a win to show for it, but also has no idea what his future holds, whether it be next year, next week, or tomorrow. And that's garbage. And the longer Stephen Ross stays silent or smiles and jokes around about the rumors that are hanging like a dark cloud over the Dolphins, then the losing streak's going to continue. And this season is a complete wash. What a waste of time. The Deshaun Watson rumors, and you don't even have to be a Dolphins fan to answer this, because it's every day. The Deshaun Watson rumors make you feel what? I feel overwhelmed. The Deshaun Watson rumors make you feel what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. The Deshaun Watson rumors make you feel what? I know for a fact there are some of you out there that are excited about the prospect of Deshaun Watson. In fact, let's hear from Roger Goodell last night. He met with the media and he spoke on the Deshaun Watson situation and what the latest is. There obviously are uh, other, um, I'll call it legal approaches that are being made either through civil cases. Uh, obviously, the police have been investigating also. Uh, we don't have all the access to that information at this point in time, and we, we pride ourselves on not interfering in that, um, being cooperative as we can to make sure we get all the facts. Uh, But I think that process is still ongoing. And until that process is ongoing and we have enough data and enough information to be able to make a determination, 
of whether he should go on commissioner exempt. Uh, we don't feel that we have that it's necessary information at this point. Cool clarity, Raj. Thanks. So you have a quarterback who has started 13 games. Hardly enough of a sample size to make a final decision. One who is visibly improving as well as the starting quarterback of the Dolphins, where the litmus test is going to be Sunday when they visit Buffalo. You have an owner that's giggling when asked about Deshaun Watson instead of doing anything definitive. You have a team that's consistently trotting out its head coach, its beleaguered head coach, to answer to rumors about a quarterback while elite who has 22 sexual assault allegations hanging over his head. You have a GM who has disappeared from the face of the earth. You have a team that's lost six in a row. And you apparently have compensation in place for a trade that can be finalized if the Dolphins find out what a suspension would be and what the legal ramifications are going to be. And neither of those seem like we're going to find anything out within the next year, maybe even two years. So doesn't it seem pointless right now to continue to be entertaining the thought of Deshaun Watson? Because it seems like you're bargaining and negotiating against yourself. With the Panthers not involved, and with the Dolphins reportedly as the only team that Deshaun Watson has signed off on, doesn't it seem counterproductive if you have any designs of trying to save this season to continue this pursuit of something you know you're not going to get satisfying information on? It's so damned pointless right now. It is so damned pointless right now. The Dolphins, after seven weeks, have waved the white towel because of this obsession from the higher-ups over Deshaun Watson and getting this done as soon as possible. Even though almost every other team in the NFL has deemed him too toxic to even entertain the idea of right now pursuing him. But somehow this team always finds a way to get itself in the middle and for the wrong reasons. I feel for Brian Flores. No matter what you think of the job he's done this year, he's in an impossible spot. He can't just concrete say, two is our future, because then he'd hear it from the GM and owner. You have a poor young quarterback who is getting wasted by this organization. He'd be better off. This isn't tenable. Like, I don't even know if Deshaun Watson doesn't come to the Dolphins, how do Tua and the Dolphins move forward? Like, that future seems like that's a done deal. and We'll discuss that tomorrow. But it kind of feels like the Tua path, and if he finds success, it's not going to be in Miami, even if the Dolphins decide to stick with him. Too many bridges have been burned now. There's too much doubt. How do you trust an organization after this? The Deshaun Watson rumors make me feel overwhelmed, and I'm frustrated, and now I'm angry from a number of different ways. That the season sucks, there doesn't seem to be a plan, and it doesn't seem like the higher-ups even care about the fact that the fan base is largely turning apathetic about the team. That they continue to pursue even after there has been mass backlash to the thought of going to get Deshaun Watson right now. And can two supporters be a bit odd and be a bit over the top? Absolutely. Like they get a bit Tebow-ish at times. It's a little weird. But common sense dictates 
that he's not being treated well. We can at least agree on that. The Deshaun Watson rumors have you feeling what? Let's go to Twitter. At ESPN West Palm, Jan Donston says, like, I'm going to be rooting for a new team soon. Kevin Sinicki, like the Dolphins are staying on brand with their poor decision-making skills. Uh, yeah. Mike Hirsch, looking forward to the next Heat game. That's how the Dolphins and the Deshaun Watson rumors are making me feel. Mark Manor, the Deshaun Watson rumors are making me feel pissed. No, exhausted. No, pissed off. No, wait, like a Dolphins fan. David Reynolds says, the Deshaun Watson rumors are making me feel like I need a new team. Roundhead. The Dolphins are making me feel disillusioned right now. These rumors are making me feel disillusioned. Like Stephen Ross, Chris Greer, are you listening to this stuff? Are you hearing this stuff? This isn't, a, this isn't something to joke around about. This is a future of a floundering franchise, and I, I like Stephen Ross because he spends his money and he stays out of the way. But at some point, if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to control something, if you're going to be the controlling asset, you got to stand up and you've got to be transparent with your fan base. You're either doing this or you're not. And you've got to be transparent with the guy that you picked as the face of the franchise a year ago. And at some point, and Brian Flores signed up for it, I get it, but at some point, the decision makers need to step up and do something publicly. Because this is getting to a point where their lack of communication and the complete lack of direction and how everything feels chaotic around this and there's no questions, or there's no answers, and it's all questions, you're losing fan support. You're losing benefit of the doubt for a larger percentage of the fan base than you actually think. Brooklyn Rob tweets, Deshaun Watson rumors have you feeling like the team I love is filled with incompetency and buffoonery. Are you paying attention, Stephen Ross, Palm Beach resident, Chris Greer, the Houdini of GMs in the NFL? Where is he? Where is he? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Steven's in West Palm. Steven, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Steven? Ken, I was going to call at least a good week. Uh, man, I, I know you're a Tua supporter. I've been listening since you started the show, and yeah. really haven't said anything negative about him. Uh, just for someone that played D1 ball, I'm not even playing the league, but uh, Tua is not a very good NFL quarterback. The last game was decent, uh, but yards aside, he cannot make – he can make almost every throw, but not every throw. But as far as Deshaun Watson – we live in a society, Ken, where if someone comes out and says you threw a, a can of soda out in the car and you didn't, people are going to condemn you. I just, it's just very baffling that you have all these cases. Again, I'm not talking about the legal side. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like he might not get charged criminally. You're going to have fans, no matter what, Ken, that are going to be like, he did it. Sure. I don't care. Sure. Yeah, I need yeah, a new yeah. team. Yeah. And they're secretly going to be watching the game and going to the game, though. You know, so yeah. Deshaun Benson's Deshaun Watson's a top three quarterback. Even if Tua was a top 15 quarterback between 10 and 15, I would still trade him away from him. And, yeah, I mean, I've always called and I always, you know, I think you take the risk. And if he doesn't play out, I mean, we don't even have a first. We don't have a top pick. We gave it to, I forgot who we traded it to. Philadelphia. I mean, they might put us back two years, but 
that's really about it. I would try it. So, Stephen, you yeah. so you you feel optimistic uh, about the rumors that they're going to come to fruition? Well, Ken. Well, even when Roger Goodell came out, he said, as of right now, yeah. like, if Deshaun Watson yeah. wanted to play today, he could play. Yeah, like he's and, not and I'm not judging you on it, Stephen. I'm not judging you at all because I do think that, I mean, he's a dynamic quarterback. And so from a business standpoint, if you can go get him, go get him. But I, the longer that this hangs there, my point is the longer this hangs there, the more adverse it is overall to the franchise and to the fan base. So either do it or don't. But you got to get it done if yeah. you're going to do it sooner rather than later because this constant lack of answers or clarity is hurting a lot of this franchise and this fan base. It is... Oh. It, it's okay, well, really I agree with damaging. You're, saying, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and again, I'm not. I'm not judging you. I'm fine if you're optimistic about Tua or uh, optimistic about uh, Deshaun Watson. That's totally fine. My biggest contention right now, and I think it's it's ugly to go get Deshaun Watson right now. At least until there's some legal clarity. I'm with Stephen Ross. I want some legal clarity, but you also can't keep have this hanging over the fire for as long as it is. It's not good for anybody involved not your players not your coach not your front office and sure as hell not your fan base 888-760-3776 let's head to riviera beach what's up leo hey ken thanks for taking my call just to say some, just to echo a little bit about what the caller said just previously i'm exhausted and i'm angry as a dolphins fan and if we're talking football yeah i was on the evan cohen show a couple of days ago saying that I'd take Tua over mm-hmm. Watson right now. The reason why, yeah, Watson is head and shoulders a better football player than Tua. We all know that. Yeah. But if you have to pay Watson a non-rookie contract money and you have to give up all those picks, how many other holes are we going to have to fill? We have eight out of 11 defensive players right now that can't play defense. <laughs> we have four out of five being near offensive line that can't block for the quarterback. Yeah. I don't care how good the quarterback is on your team. If you do not have the other pieces around that quarterback, it will not be successful. So if this was the start of the NFL season and we had the expectations that the Dolphins were a playoff team, I would say go get Deshaun Watson because that's the missing piece that we need. And what I don't understand about what people don't understand, I don't get it, and I'm frustrated about it, is why do they think if we go and give up the farm for Deshaun Watson, why do they think we're going to be good next uh, year uh, or whenever uh, he plays? We yep. will be 3-14 and 14 with him. Yeah, And yep. that's the frustrating part. But at least he'll put up some decent numbers, Leo. And, and your point about uh, the salary cap and uh, the, the money, don't forget, we're coming off an offseason where the Dolphins, because they were in salary cap hell, had to purge half that defense. And so uh, they're going to continue to have those problems. And appreciate the call, Leo. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The Deshaun Watson rumors make you feel what? 888-760-3776. You know what makes me feel good? Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT, and I'm just scooting throughout South Florida. Whether it's headed to FAU games in Boca, whether it's headed to here to the ESPN West Palm Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. Maybe I'm headed to Jupiter. Maybe I'm headed to North Palm Beach uh, to check out Stormhouse Brewing. That Kia K5 GT gets me where I need to go, and I do it in style, and I do it with power, and I do it while having fun. And, oh yeah, it's able to safely protect my family when I'm bringing the girls to school or taking the wife out on a date. And it's all because of Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. My biggest concern always when I'm buying a car is, 
can I afford this? Am I going to be able to pay for this? Like, I'm still a guy that, depending on the circumstance, like, I'm, I'm depending on time of year and what's going on, like, there's some month-to-month things happening. I'll admit it, and there's a lot of us who are still in that situation, especially now at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Even if your credit flat-out sucks, and I have been there, they are going to put together financing that will make you comfortable. I've gone through times in my life where I have lost sleep because I'm like, how am I going to make this payment? They're going to repossess my car. I'm going to be three payments behind. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they're going to sit down, they're going to talk to their creditors with their credit clinic, and they are going to make sure with bank representatives on site that they take care of you because that's what they do at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. They are fighting for you to leave the lot with the Kia so that you keep coming back. They refer uh, You refer other people to Greenway Kia West Palm Beach and want to know why? Because trust goes a long way, especially when it comes to buying a car, and that's why I associate myself with Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com, easy to get to. West Palm, Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. We'll come back, some Florida cash home buyers cashing in, and we'll continue to talk this Deshaun Watson rumor overload. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Someday, I just pray that we can all spend time together on a Wednesday and we don't have to discuss Tua or Deshaun Watson. At this rate, though... That's not happening until like April. So strap it in, folks. Get ready for Tua Talk. Watson Whaling. I should copyright that. Up until the month of April. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti, he, uh, he sits and listens patiently to me about uh, seven feet away every single like Wednesday and Thursday, select Tuesdays, and definitely Fridays uh, about Tua and the Dolphins and Deshaun Watson. So uh, bless his heart. He is a very strong man. Ken Levick alive. Don't forget about the podcast. You uh, can get it wherever you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts includes that as well for all of you Apple nerds. It's free. You can subscribe to it, though, and get it right to your email, right to your device every single day. That's the Ken Levick Alive podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And again, I can't emphasize this enough. It is free. I would never charge you guys for this. Like, Just trust me on that. I would never charge you guys for that. But Ken Levick, a live podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Joe Rigotti, uh, could I please have cheap cash register sound effect, please? You know what? Let's hit it again. Hey, you know what? One more time. Ah, yes, Florida cash home buyers cashing in. And we already discussed uh, the difference between NFL coaches, and we already discussed the difference between uh, NFL, college, the buyouts, how I would prefer that I got college football money. Because the highest paid football coach is Bill Belichick, but the highest buyouts, we're talking $38 million for Sable, we're talking $47 million for Dabo. I want that kind of job security. Give me that type of job security all the time. And that is how you cash in. 
That is how you get the job done. That is how you get yourself to feel real comfortable in your financial dealings. That is your cashing in brought to you by Florida Cash Home Buyers. Florida Cash Home Buyers, they're helping you buy or sell your home, uh, and they will do it over the phone. That's the best part about Florida Cash Home Buyers. They are doing it over the phone. They are doing it where you don't have to hire a realtor, where you don't have to clean the home. You don't have to repair the home. They're just flat out going to buy your home for cash. And they're going to try and turn it around. That's what they do at Florida Cash Home Buyers. And the best part about Florida Cash Home Buyers as well is that they can do it immediately. This isn't a super long process. This is not something where you're sitting and waiting and paying extraneous cash. Uh Uh-uh. They're taking the house off your hands. And in this market and in this economy and with everybody having to hustle and make sure that they are uh, trying to get their house sold, this is where it comes in handy. They're saving you time. They're saving you money. They're saving you the stress. Florida cash home buyers, Florida cash home buyers, uh, they pay for cash for houses and in any condition or situation, they don't need to visit your home. And I want to make it really, really clear. We're talking inherited houses, damaged houses, properties with bad tenants, liens, and violations, but they will buy your nice house as well. Okay, that's Florida Cash Home Buyers, 561-570-7070. That's 561-570-7070. Make selling your home easy on yourself. Okay, there's not many things in this world you can control to make things easier on yourself, but now you can do it selling your home with Florida Cash Home Buyers, 561-570-7070, 561-570-7070 with Florida Cash Home Buyers. Hey, I want to tell you about Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. Stormhouse Brewing, uh, it right now, this is a great time of year for them because it's Halloween, and in fact, ten, uh, they are going all out going into the weekend with Halloween. It's football season. It's soccer season. All the sports, all the parties, all the celebrations are at Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. U.S. one, a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Friday, we give away our $50 Stormhouse Brewing gift card. Uh, that stuff is like uh, like diamond or gold now. It is valuable because Stormhouse Brewing, I can't tell you how many people uh, over the last couple of months have come up to me and said, Ken, I, I, I didn't know it was there. Uh, I didn't know that there was a craft brewery that actually served food. And I'm like, yep, right there, Stormhouse Brewing. It's unlike any craft brewery because, again, they have their own food menu. There's no deal with Uber Eats. There's no, oh, eat beforehand and then just come and uh, sip on some beers in-house. No, 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 no. They brew all their beers in-house with their master brewer, who is trained in Germany. They have their gastropub menu, which is absolutely delicious and unique, and there's something for absolutely everybody. You can't beat it at Stormhouse Brewing. They've got all the sports. They've got the indoor and outdoor seating. They've got a ton of room, whether you're going by yourself, bringing a date, or bringing 10 different people, and you need a portion of the restaurant or the craft brewery. They've got the craft beer. They've got the menu. There's nothing not to love about Stormhouse Brewing. US 1, Crystal Cove, Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. That's Stormhouse Brewing. Go to stormhousebrewing.com. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm going to try and steer us away from two and Deshaun Watson, but I assure you, I guarantee you that something's going to happen, something that's going to come up that is going to have me absolutely fly off the handle because it's happening every single day. And I do want to discuss, like, how is this to a story going to end? 
Because it's starting to feel like it's not going to be something that ends with the Dolphins. There's going to be another chapter here. How does Tua's story end? And uh, we will also tomorrow play our Braun Distributing Bud Light Weekend Warriors, our fantasy football game sweeping Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. For Captain Competent Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Levick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Farewell.